Good evening. I'm Paul Durienzo with these headlines. The war in Gaza entered its 25th day. Israel claims it killed a second top Hamas leader, and its warplanes bombed a refugee camp for the second day. Reportedly, dozens were killed, adding to many more who died from the Israeli attack at the Jabalia refugee camp on Tuesday. In related news, Bolivia severed ties with Israel, while Colombia and Chile recalled their ambassadors to protest the attacks on Gaza. China's ambassador to the United Nations, Zhang Jun, took questions on Wednesday. He repeated his country's call for an immediate ceasefire. Stop the conflict. We want to see this, uh, the ceasefire to be realized, and we want to have less people to be killed, less casualties. And he criticized Israel for the attacks on Jabalia. We know that many things are uh, going on there. We condemn all the attacks against the civilians, including the latest one against the refugee camps. June also warned the conflict could spill over and bring war to the Middle East. We should also watch closely and to avoid the spillover of the attention to the neighboring countries, to the neighboring regions. Meanwhile, Hezbollah, operating in Lebanon, claims it's carried out more than 100 attacks on Israel, claiming to have killed or wounded 120 Israeli soldiers, with 48 Hezbollah fighters having been killed. And in more news, Amnesty International says civilians in southern Lebanon were injured this month when Israeli forces hit a border village with white phosphorus shells. Amnesty says it's documented at least three times Israel used the munition, which burns even underwater, causing traumatic injuries. Israel says it hasn't ruled out the use of phosphorus bombs. They are legal, but not usually intended as a direct weapon. And in national news, the Federal Reserve left its key interest rate unchanged today. The inaction comes after a series of interest rate hikes to more than 5%, meaning to slow inflation. Fed Chair Jerome Powell. Today, we decided to leave our policy interest rate unchanged and to continue to reduce our securities holdings. Given how far we have come, along with the uncertainties and risks we face, the committee is proceeding carefully. United States consumers have saved up $2 trillion, implying caution as prices remain high despite some cooling of inflation. Gas and rents are still high and interest rates are impacting home buyers. In local news, migrants are getting one-way tickets out of the city after being booted from city shelters under the new 30 days and out policy announced by Mayor Eric Adams. A so-called re-ticketing office has been set up at an old Catholic school near Tompkins Square Park in Manhattan. The migrants are also being sent to facilities the city calls waiting rooms, makeshift shelters with no beds. Earlier this week, Mayor Adams decried New Yorkers' tolerance of unhoused people living on the streets. It's legal in many instances because there's no law against it. We were trying to make sure that we don't have what we're seeing in other cities of encampments all over the place. Someone can sleep in front of your house right now and there's nothing we could do about it because that's a law they passed. The mayor also warned the effect of the migrant crisis may set into motion events with a long-term impact on the city. We are going to create generational problems based on what the failure of the national government. And that is one example of that. When you have individuals who can't work, can't provide for their families, uh, have to turn to illegal activities to do so. According to City Hall, more than 64,000 migrants remain in the city's care, on top of nearly as many unhoused New Yorkers who are also in city shelters. 
And WBAI's own Randy Credico returned from a trip to the Donbass region on the border of Russia and Ukraine earlier this year, where both countries have been fighting a bloody war. It's been recently overshadowed by the war in Gaza, but back in the news this week as the Senate takes up a measure from President Joe Biden to raise more than $100 billion to finance both conflicts, and by extension, the United States defense industry. On his return from Donbass, Credico discovered his name had been added to a so-called death list of pro-Russian targets. Credico took the issue of the war to the United Nations last week hustling the American people into shelling out more money to send more weapons to Ukraine so they can kill more civilians like uh, what they have done in in Donetsk and Mariupol. Randy Credico's WBAI program is heard live Wednesdays at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time at WBAI.org or 99.5 FM. Paul DiRienzo, New York.